government coins, let's break it down so you understand. Shakia Hamza and Chris Lee can help you with a proper plan while walking through strategies in this valley of wealth. Take notes, sit back, and invest in yourself. Cause information that you're missing, it could cost you. It'll be adding up. Let them walk you through it. It's about time you start catching up. Learn to understand and apply. Let's get it going. Thanks for tuning in to the government coins. It's time to learn, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode nine of season two of the Government Coins podcast. I am Shakia. I am one of the hosts of the podcast. I also have two other co-hosts uh, who may not be, well, who will not be here with us today. Hamza is actually traveling and Chris Lee had another appointment, but that's fine. We're going to definitely get into it and I'm going to hold it down for the team while they're gone. Uh, but in the meantime, I am joined here today by Miss Lori Sales. Lori, would you please give the people an explanation of who you are? Tell us about yourself. Hello, hello, everybody. I am, first of all, honored to be requested to come and hang out with you because you're doing <laughs> a doggone thing with your team. And, you know, information is powerful. And for Absolutely. folks that are interested in any kind of entrepreneurship, getting information, consistent information is, is relevant. Well, I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm an author, speaker, uh, I'm an advocate, but my primary uh, revenue source is Civility Management Solutions, where I serve as the president mm -hmm. CEO, and we do professional consulting services predominantly with the federal government. Uh, we're inside the Department of Homeland Security, Air Force, Army, Army National Guard, uh, HHS, Health and Human Services, uh, as well as Department of Transportation, to name a few. Our work spans from, you know, doing some executive coaching to doing conference logistics, facilities management, program and project management. Uh, because I am a woman, service disabled veteran on small business, that's 8A. We have the options right now to have a plethora of offerings that we get to fine tune to ultimately find our niche and what we'll be offering for the sustainability of the company. And I'm happy you brought it up because that is definitely a part of our topic today how to leverage your woman-owned veteran-owned minority-owned small business status getting certified and how to use that to actually grow your business so we talk about this like every every so often a lot of us you know we are born with these cars and it, it's our job to either allow these cars to just sit here and not use them or to play them right so that's, that's our job we want to be able to play every card that we were dealt and that's a conversation around being able to leverage your status as a woman, uh, a yeah. minority in the veteran-owned business. Now, prior to getting into government contracting, were you uh, familiar with these different programs? Uh, no. And to be in the DMV, the District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area, um, which I chose to return to after serving in the military because I knew it had something for me. Yeah. I knew that this area you know, was affluent with the African-American community, Everybody was pretty much college bound or you know, yeah. read out and they had all these titles that I was totally unfamiliar with. <laughs> and so returning here, I, I worked maybe a good 10 to 11 years before I got introduced to government contracting. Okay. And it just happened. Uh, a young lady that I know was a recruiter uh, and I was at that time uh, falling into unemployment status. And she said, I, I think we have an opportunity that will work for you. And mm -hmm. they brought me in and pretty much the job was already mine when I arrived. 
So that was kind of, <laughs> I'd never experienced that before. But I was interviewed by the senior vice president and she wrote, you know, went through with everything and, the, you know, what was needed on the job and so forth. And my immediate response was like, oh, I can do that. She said, I know, that's why you're here. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so basically I got the job and it was as a project manager working on mm. site, overseeing about five or six, I think it was, administrative uh, personnel uh, that reported and worked directly with the National Cancer Institute. Mm. And that was my wow, because I'm thinking, oh, so everybody that's in the federal government is not a federal employee, because I didn't know that. <laughs> and, you know, being honest and just totally transparent, I served 10 years in the United States Marine Corps, made mm -hmm. to that life, seven years active duty. And we have to operate at a certain level there, 110. Yeah. As a woman and happen to be black, let's, let's just figure out that I could never operate at 110. So I'm like mm -hmm. the 130, 140, you know, I mean, I want to make sure <laughs> that I am respected and accepted in the team. So I never saw myself in the federal government space because I'm thinking, you know, a lot of federal government people kind of just don't do it, their job. <laughs> they get up every day and go to work over and over again, and they just can kind of get away with some stuff. You know, they got unions and all this. And I didn't think that was a good environment. For me. Mm. But as a contractor, mm -hmm. I got some realization, we're here to make sure that the work is done and that it's successful here in the United States. And so I was quite honored to get that introduction. And after that, I started having wild moments. Yeah. I'm going, wow, this is a business, like small business. Hmm. And then I began to investigate it more and hence that's how I landed in government contracting. Now that's a, a good point in terms of, so I, just to go back to the work that you're doing with civility, is that work that you used to do in the military or was that the work that you learned in this, in, in this role? I would say no uh, to the response of the military. We Got do some, 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 some logistical work that okay. has kind of fallen into our lap, but it had nothing to do with my, my efforts of getting in government contracting because Got the it. staff that I end up overseeing mostly were administrative support. Um, mm -hmm. It was, you know, part of the, um, I forgot what that term is, when you have uh, SCA. It was part of mostly SCA, person, Service Contract Act. So okay. it was lower income and things of that nature. Civility Management Solutions, upon our first contract, we hired some six-figure earners. So basically, we actually went into areas that I never managed when I was overseeing $11.5 in value and about 120 employees for another woman on business before establishing mine. So mm -hmm. I would say, no, there was no connection there. It was just the drive of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. um, that my leadership skills from serving in the military, my discipline from serving in the military, um, my integrity from serving in the military, those were the added values to me becoming an entrepreneur at this level. Got it. And then, so just to piggyback off of that, how did you use your experience um, to get your first contract? Like, how do you use that experience to get that contract? Well, my favorite people. <laughs> when I first got started, I went to SBA score mm -hmm. and I obtained a mentor. And I was fortunate. Hi, Miss Christie, I see you. I obtained um, a, a, a mentor that was a two-star retired army general so i mean this was like big deal you know being <laughs> sitting out with the army general 
you know, and chit chat about this game. You know what I mean? And just be normal. And just be, be normal. Into, yeah, be normal, right? I didn't have to sit there in position of tension, stand up, salute. I yeah. None of that was happening. And so it was kind of fun. But he's the person that kind of turned me on to all the ABC steps. And yeah. uh, that was the best thing I did for myself. It's just immediately getting myself someone to talk to, to give me some direction. And he directed me to PTAC, Chairman uh, Technical Assistance Centers. Okay. And with PTAC is where I got my training. And I was in there as much as I can be in there, taking long lunches, going into work late, leaving work early, whatever I need to do to schedule myself into sitting underneath these teachings. And that was how I actually got my knowledge to learn that getting into government contracting and nobody knows my company, even mm -hmm. though they know me, was simplified acquisitions. Yeah. You know, that Not low hanging fruit, they like to call it. Chrisley, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Okay. I didn't, want, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I was like paying attention. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I'm doing it on my phone, so I didn't see if you had turned your camera on yet. So I was like, okay, let me give it a little yeah. bit. Yes, okay. I'm on. So hi, everybody. Um, and thank you so much, Lori, for joining us. Um, I'm Chrisley Ganthier. I apologize for my tardiness and I apologize in advance for my exit that will be five minutes early because <laughs> I think 10 minutes early um, because we have dipped online court for something. Uh, so um, I'm glad good? you were determined to make it. That makes me yeah. feel good. Oh, no, yeah. always. I'm always trying to make it. But I was just listening to your conversation. So, and I know we have the like questions, but it's funny, relation to like this morning and why I'm like running around like crazy. Um, you talked about simplified acquisitions and the low hanging fruit and how people started to know you before they kind of really knew your business. They know what you do and they're right. like, well, I trust Lori enough. So like, how important was it to build relationships in like in the government space um, and what steps or systems like did you put into place to really ensure that I'm gonna bring it home with a contract? It is very important. It is hugely important that you form relationships. Bottom line is, you know, government contracting has been going on, been going on for a very, very long time, right? It's just that, you know, the minority community and the women's community and the veteran community uh, added on, um, have not maybe got the largest benefits from it, right? Yeah. So if people don't know you, you're not in business just because you're sitting at your desktop, laptop or whatever, emailing folks say, hey, it's me, it's my capability statement. That's just so generic. They need to be able to see you. And I can tell you, I just registered for any and everything that I could that I could put on my schedule. Mm. Once I stepped out there and said, okay, I'm not going to go look for a job. My contract came to an end with the federal government and I'm just gonna go mm. all in with civilian because the website was built, I mean, I had things in place. So when that happened, it was my godsend, really it wasn't a bad thing. It was like, okay, Lori, let's go. Time to rock this thing. And I was everywhere I could everywhere I could be, I was. And that included, you know, travel when I was able to afford adding that back into my plate. And once I walked into the room and people started saying, hey, Lori, how are you? I said, mm, no, women, they know me now, you know? And 
that led into it. And I know we're gonna have some questions from, but I know that I, I, I'm a big advocate for, for making sure you don't get the 8826. Mm. You know, because we are taught, we are told by everybody. A lot of them don't look like us. Get that 8A, go get your 8A. Yes, the 8A, you know, your minority business and things like that, just not, not true. It's a tool in the toolkit along with every other certification, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the one that identifies this nine-year period. And if you don't have no relationships with people that know, like, and trust you, um, and you already got the 8A, now you're starting those relationships, you've lost years, possibly. Because this is a long stretch, right? But this is not a sprint. We in a business, a government contract in GovCon world, it's a marathon. So you know, it could take you two, three years. You may have known that person, they know you, hee-ha-ha, and all the time, and they're watching you grow, and it could take two, three years before there's any opening opportunity for you to work with them. So you've lost two, three years if you're already at the age status. So I highly encourage people, just because you're an African-American person or anyone of color, do not run off and get the 8A saying that's going to bring me contracts, because it's just not true. But it does open up the door for people to get to you once they know you, mm -hmm. like you, and trust you. And that's a good, oh, I love that segue. We always talk about that. Like, don't get that 8A too soon because you really need to know how to navigate the space, but also build those relationships. And it takes time, especially yes. when, you know, even just finding out your niche, it takes time. Like, getting settled in this space, it takes time. So you don't want to do it too soon because, again, like you said, it's nine years. Them nine years don't go by like that. Yes, they I mean, are. I've been doing WA for five years now and it, it flew by. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Uh, that and eight I'm a witness to it and I didn't know it. And that's why I'm such an advocate for it today. Because once I got my 8A, within four months, we had our first direct award for two days. Now, we talk about this 8A too because, you know, 8A come along with a lot of, a lot of good benefits. You know, sole source contracts and you know, all of this good stuff. Let's talk about what was the process of getting certified as an 8A. How was that? Well, I, I like to jokingly say this, but it felt that way when you're going through it. You know, my parents are both deceased, right? Mm. So I use this as my example to bring up my parents um, who's not experiencing this world with me. But I had to like go get mama out the grave and say, okay, mom, you know, I need you to tell me about this, this, and this because I don't remember. And we had a conversation and I had to put it back. Then they asked some more questions. I just got to go get my dad out there. Daddy, I need, I don't remember this, this, and this. You know, there's just some really deep diving that takes place. It's my mm. How long did it take you to get certified? I've been certified for now almost five years. So it's hard to connect what I did five years ago to what's going on. Now. Because they sure. have improved it. So it's really kind of a new thing. But I would, I was less than a year. You know, I would put myself somewhere between the six to eight month time frame. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't that bad um, as far as, you know, what I know others have experienced prior to me. And it's definitely better now because they yeah, had someone sure. come on board that did a deep dive into why are we asking for this? Why are we asking for this? Do we really need to know that? And that have to eliminate some of those requirements that were there that were turning people off. But bottom line is we're foolish if we plan to do work with the government contracting space and we literally do qualify as a just. Mm -hmm you know, advantaged individual in this country, you're foolish to not go through the process when the time is right for your company to get it. Mm -hmm. And my key words on that is when people start asking you, 
are you 8A? Mm. If people are asking you that, that shows that they have an interest in working with you. That's but I true. would, I, I, and that was when I began to think about it. So I think it's time for me to get my 8A. And I treat the GSA the same. Gloria, are you on the GSA schedule? I said, mm, I think it's time for me to get on the GSA. Schedule. Yeah. So allow people to kind of prompt you into that. The women on the service that they were veteran, they're different. You know, you know, you had those forever uh, because can't nobody keep you from being a woman. That's a fact. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And can't nobody take away my earned status. Not socially, economically disadvantaged, but my earned status as a veteran. Uh, so yeah. those were the two I did first. Okay. I know, I know that's right. It is very <laughs> earned status. Earned. Um, it's earned. It's clear. <laughs> So, you know, having, um, I know you, we talk about leveraging certifications um, and I love the fact that you said, wait for the 8A. I mean, we talk about it every, I feel like every other episode, we're like, don't <laughs> rush into the 8A, pause on the 8A because no, you only have, message. yeah, it's an and it's, it's not going away. Like, no. it's not like they're on its way to, to kill the program. It's a successful program. And so- Using your 8A, right? Because there are some people that prior to getting, and this is, you know, our thing is leveraging partnerships in order to get into the 8A program. So how have you been successful in leveraging partnerships to grow? Have you leveraged your 8A in order to leverage a partnership? Because it's like a double whammy. How have you leveraged like your subcontracting opportunities? Like how did you really navigate that space? You know, this is the area where I have been an advocate um, because we are taught from PTAC, federal government employees, from anybody that's training up, including this podcast that folks are going to hear later, that you must consider subcontracting. Not just even an entry point, but for sustainability. It's just part of the business that you're in is to work with others. And being someone that served in the military, teamwork was a big deal for me. You know, I'm part of that leave no man behind group in the Marine Corps, you know, literally. I cannot leave you there bleeding, tell my girl, I'm sorry, but you have to find your way out. No, that's not, that's not, the, I don't even have to know you. My responsibility is to get you out. So nonetheless, in this game of subcontracting, I had to unfortunately experience some negative things, which are my lessons learned. But my lessons learned are that I still have to do subcontracting. I unfortunately have talked to people in this business and they don't want to subcontract. You know, they want to stay away from it. And I do understand why, because everybody doesn't keep the lead. Yeah. No matter how long you date somebody, how long you court them, you know, spend time with them, go to lunch, dinner, happy hour, travel together on events and meeting with customers together to say, you're going to come together and do this work. I don't care how much of that you do. When the money hits the table, that's when the real individual shows up. Mm-hmm. But we cannot take that risk of never doing it because now you're also preventing yourself mm-hmm. from being part of collecting as much of those millions of dollars that the government has available to you, right? So it, it, you just have to take it as a lesson learned and move on and just know that you really probably don't want to do business with that person anymore, right? Um, it makes no sense. Um, but it's very, very real. And I know some companies that have gotten work, big part about the reason why the work landed and got no work. Mm. You know, the contract landed and the company looked at them and said, 
you know, we don't need you, basically. And it took all the work. I have not had experience where they took all the work, but have, have I had the experience where I didn't get my fair share of the work? Sure. Even though I gave them the opportunity, actually it was an 8 day opportunity. I, you know, they got the work, a $4 million contract because of me, not because of them. And I only got like 20, 30% of that money. That's, that's far from fair because 5149 yeah. is real. Uh, uh, and it still allows them to be, you know, legally following the 8A rules. And that was all before I became an 8A. But did I get some past performance from it? Yes. Absolutely. And when you're early in this game, guess what's more important? Past performance. Money's good, but past performance is golden. Because mm -hmm. now it's not you anymore as a person. Oh, yeah, Lori, we love you, girl. You know, you rocking. You're a bad chick, blah, 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 blah. But your company, we don't know nothing about that. So it still allowed me to have that value add to my company, despite them not being honest and, and fair, to have past performance to continue to focus on what I did. I chose to do, which I would want everybody to choose that option. Don't take the higher road. Don't get all caught up in your feelings and your emotions and carry on. I'm from the streets of Chicago that served in the Marine Corps, so let's be clear. What I'm not is a pump, right? Okay, so I can check some stuff. But I didn't want to go as far as taking myself down the lane that I'm focusing more on that than focusing on growing my business. So I took that past performance I got and I ran with it. And we've grown from that. So that's yeah. that lessons learned. Because those it's going to happen. I'm not gonna, you know, try to make people believe that there's not folks that's out there that's just being dishonest that's in the game. Yeah. Because, for sure. because you know, they don't see the value of the relationship, they're more concerned about the money. Now we're gonna hop back into uh, these certifications. Okay. And let's talk about after you got certified, what were the next steps? Like, what did you do next? How did you start marketing your, um, your business and leveraging your certification? What were the next steps? The next steps were just being out and about, no, no, nothing more to that, getting known, uh, responding to RFIs, requests for information to let them know. I am a woman on small business and I can do that work. I'm a veteran on small business and I can do that work. You know, I'm an 8A firm and I can do that work, or hub zone, whatever you are. Because again, it's about letting people know that you exist. And RFIs are one of the ways that the federal government markets to find out, are there any you know, small businesses out there that's interested and capable of doing this work at our agency? So that was a huge step, but it, going back to how we, talking earlier it is all about making sure as the president ceo that you are in the forefront of your company now mind it there's some people that are introverts i just happen not to be one and if that's your story then you need yeah, to hire true. somebody and get somebody on your team that's doing that part for you because mm -hmm. again people people are in the federal government looking for you but if you're not showing up if your company's name is never on anything then you kind of don't exist yeah, especially in your space. You, I think one thing that you realize as well is once you identify and you, you focus on that industry, you keep seeing the same people. These yeah. same contracting officers, they, they're over these same contracting opportunities. If you focus in a certain area, like I'm in the state of Florida, if I focus on, you know, as a realtor, leasing properties uh, for government agencies in the state of Florida, then I'm going to see these same contracting officers, these same point of contacts 
they're going to get used to seeing me. They're going to get used to seeing my, my email. They're going to get used to me popping up at locations. They're going to get used to me showing them spaces. So that's like good. that's that point of being able to solidify where you are and keep showing up. Like that's a, that's a really good point. Now, when it comes down to the certification side of it, um, so you said that you end up getting your, which one did you go for first? Your SD? I, I, which my SDVOSB I did first. Okay. Um, and I was able to do that one first just because, now let me just share something real quick to backtrack. Want to okay. make sure that you're not focusing on more than two to three agencies, right? Because me going yeah. to all these events and doing all that activity, Ooh, yes. there were agencies that I was focusing on. If it was a place and in a conference where they have every agency there, I still was there. But my main goal was to focus in on what's at HHS, what's mm -hmm. at DHS, mm -hmm. you know. And we work with them today and have been quite a while at this point now. But that was a target when I had no work. Yeah. So it does pay off when you're consistent in focusing on a particular agency. Um, so your sure agencies. Yeah, particular agencies. Uh, you know, ideal two to three. You know, uh, um, if you got one to two based on your time span, then go with one or two. May it, may it be one, you know. Yeah. And of course, they got to want what you offer. Like, don't go to, um, I'm going to pick NASA not even knowing. Don't yeah. Go to NASA they... <laughs> if you got dog food for sale. You know, yeah. you need to go over to the Department of Homeland Security. You need mm -hmm. to go to DOD where they got dogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, that's also important that, the, that you make sure that the company, that the agency, Bias what you said, right? So, what was your other question, ma'am? That I that I wanted to backpedal. Oh, child. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy's laughing. She's like, "Why do you expect me to remember?" This happens all the time. Does it? Like, ah, she's like, well, "I'm um, making sure that there's some pe repetitiveness in this. That we, I, I'm, I'm not different." Um, <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll ask. I know you question. got plenty of them. So don't yeah. Pick one. Okay. So, so my question for you, like, it's amazing to see how you've grown. I mean, you're going, obviously, from the streets of Chicago to the military to, <laughs> right? Like, I'm taking it full circle. Yeah. And now, with civility management, what are your GovCon goals? Like, specifically, and you said, don't just focus on two agencies, right? But what are your goals for your business? And what do you, where, where do you see yourself? Actually, the goals of Civility Management Solutions is to go out of small and become a multi-level. Uh-oh, we cannot hear you. It went out. Oh, I went away? Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, the goal for me is to grow Civility Management Solutions out of a small business to a mid-tier size firm, at minimum. Then I would consider myself being successful. And I say that because of who I am, right? Um, and again, I was at Marine, right? So operating at 110 is, is you know, what everybody had to do. So I'm yeah. accustomed to operating and thinking bigger and larger and trying to succeed. And yet it's not about competition for me, but it's really about setting an example. Because there's a lot of women-owned small businesses that look like us that are successful, that are raking in millions of dollars, that are multi-million dollar businesses. It's, it's not like it's not a lot of us that's in the space. It could be more, right? But oh, at the same time, it's a lot of us. But how many of us have become mid-tier size? Not, mm -hmm. not that many. And so the example that I want to set is that we're also able to grow into being a mid-tier size. We can manage that. We can handle that. 
And it is all about basically in the end, what? One thing, my leadership. Yeah. My leadership is what's going to take me there. My drive, you know, my grind, you know, finding the right team because me, myself will never make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. But my leadership can reel in everything I need to make sure that when we get there, that um, we're operating at the level way above others um, and say, be able to say successfully, we've climbed, we know what it is to be like, but, you know, and I'm going to use Lockheed Martin, you know, not naming any mid-tier, but in the SAIC, they all started small too. I mean, and people yeah. get that out of their head because they've just been around for so long. So long, yeah. But, but they started some of them probably in the garage <laughs> somewhere and they grew to the size that they are. And it is about being a great leader that people will be willing to follow. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. And I'll go back to my, my question. And my, my question was, what are, I think I asked what were the next steps after your certification? Um, yeah. But no, I was asking which certification did you get first? Yes. Uh, you said SDVOSB, and then I was going to ask which one of them has been the most lucrative. Let's put it the that A -A. way. The A -A, which was the last one I got. And the reason why the SDVOSB was first because I qualified for that. Right? Yeah. I have a DD-214 that's an honorable discharge. That whole process was also one that, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I had to go digging and, and finding the information. Really? You, know, you just have to do the work. And, and the thing is, again, I, I've been around some veterans and they go, oh, I can't be gathering, I don't understand. And we shouldn't have to. And I'm like, going on. I can't. Uh-oh. I, I can't take it. I can't take it. Uh-oh. Christy, can you You say you've been around some veterans and then it started getting like super low. These are you oh, been around. Wow. Let me lean in. Oh I got around <laughs> veterans, and yet they are some of the ones that are having conversations like why do we have to respond to source of salt why do we have to do this and how come this and you all should and it sounds like whining to me right and i'm like ooh, i don't know where they started with that whining i wasn't able to whine when i served in marine corps i remember that so in general just getting into government contracting you gotta not be a whiner because they have a system that's in place that you need to follow so when it comes to these certifications don't ask them why they want to know your tax returns from 20, whatever. Just give it to them because either you want the certification or you don't, mm -hmm. you know, you choose. So it's, a, it's some steps to that. So I, when I took care of the SDVOSB, the next one I was able to do was the woman. And I did it all kind of, you know, within the same year. After I finished one, I just jumped over. And part of that was because I was still working. And they had one little buzzword question. It was one buzz question for me. Are you actively working your company during yes. normal business hours? hours yeah. <laughs> this is about operating in integrity. Because my yeah. answer was no. Because at that time, I still had my nine to five job. Yeah. So I delayed my woman-owned certification, which was a self-certification. Then, now, as you all know, there's an actual process. Mm -hmm. So that was what was second. And then again, I just delayed on the 8A because I knew it was a nine-year program and I got it when people started inquiring, do I have it? And I realized it was time. Yeah. Um, because they're giving me a hint that we, you know, can we get to you? Because again, yeah. I'm a company and a person and the person has all this experience, what I've done, who I've managed at this agency, that agency, blah, blah, blah. But my company has not. Mm -hmm. 
And so the 8A program allows those types of companies to get opportunities based on those relationships that you've gotten the people to know, like, and trust you, and they're willing not mm-hmm. to take a risk. Okay, well, let me give you this $2 million contract. Let's see how you do it. Yeah. And that was my entry. Let me give you this. And we pulled it off. And guess what? Yeah. I've been getting 8A work ever since. Same, right. From that same agency. Not just oh, others, yeah. but from that same agency. I think we had like three contracts in the thing. Now I know we only got like five more minutes, so I, I have to say I was gonna say I have to bow out from my okay. call that starts in five minutes. But Lori, yeah. I want to thank you um, and thank our viewers for joining. I know Shakia is kind of gonna hold on to the baton and close the interview <laughs> out. Uh, but Lori, thanks so much for joining us on this call. And yeah, if there's welcome. ever anything we could do for you, if I can do anything, just let me know. I think my email is in our invite, so. Feel free and thank you again for your time. I'm out. Crystal, you gotta tell Lori what you do. So then we oh, should be- I always, you know, I'd be so behind. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Lee. I am the founder of the Black Bunker, which is a mentorship program that helps businesses understand the intricacies of doing business with the government at a federal city and state level. Also, I am the owner of Chris Lee G Consulting, a human capital firm that focuses on leveraging data analytics to drive employee performance. That is about it, right? It's like a spiel at this point. Yeah, that's good, that's good, girl, I love it. Congratulations on your work. Thank you, Um, and I will talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) So I am going to keep this thing going because I just have so many questions, and then we also have questions in the chat uh, that people have been asking as well. Um, How much, do you have a hard stop? Uh, no, I'm good, ma'am. Actually, um, I'm good. And I was just checking that to make sure that nothing's been put on my calendar that I didn't know about before. So I'm good. Right. Okay, so we're going to do that. And I'll say, um, we talked about the certifications that you have and then marketing. How, how did you market that? But we talked about going to different events. Um, this next part, we want to talk about your book. So would you mind telling us a little bit about your book? Well, uh, I wrote a book, As My Leaders Go, So Do I. Um, I unfortunately had the episode of actually experiencing a divorce that was solely about, you know, financial uh, um, benefit to them. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, it's kind of a bad situation, even worse to be a woman and have somebody say they want alimony for you. And you're like, <laughs> are you serious? Uh, and yet I don't even have any children with them. So all that happened to me, and yet I had to really experience a lot that was a detriment toward this company. And I had to seek, you know, the Lord for comfort. Be angry, sin not, right? Became one of my mm-hmm. favorite scriptures to keep me focused mm-hmm. on what's important. Like we were talking about earlier about subcontracting versus, you know, when you got a bad situation that comes out of it. You don't mm-hmm. let it make but you just got to, you know, forge your head, take it as a lesson learned, and keep moving. And so this is one of those experiences. So I knew I had a couple of books in me. I got a couple of others that I do plan on writing about some things. It's kind of a more life journey that I know is beneficial mm-hmm. to me uh, and for others. But this book specifically was about having mentors, having leaders in your life, having folks that can speak to you from the level of my pastor, from the level of my mentors in business, the level of my mentors financially. I have a mentor 
or a lot of different things. And if you don't have a mentor, you start obtaining that, right? Um, sure. And you want numerous ones, so you don't wear anybody out. <laughs> you know, you can dip around as you need to to get your. <laughs> and I landed with both feet. You know, even dealing with some matters still in that arena because the, the attack is still on, but we've continued to grow anyhow. So I'm mm -hmm. actually practicing a lot of what, as my leaders go, so do I still today in my life to make sure that we stay on the Inc. 5,000 list, that we continue to have increase in our revenue. You know, my yeah. goal now is that we are doubling. I'm playing the game. I want to right. So I can get to the other side of what I know is possible mm -hmm. uh, here with working with the federal government space. But that book has actually created a women's conference called My Emerging Summit, because when it comes down to it, it is what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? You know, thinking about what you think about. If you do that sometimes, you'd be like, Ooh, what? why am I down that rabbit hole? What? Why am I making that a, a thought for the past 10 minutes? I mean, yeah. it's a wasteful time, right? So we created the My Emerging Summit um, with my nonprofit, R3. Um, and from that, we've come up with Lori's Table Talk, which is a, a monthly um, live Facebook confidential, it's private, you know, and yeah. confidential, but it's private because it's just for us girls to really get in on some real discussion Deep so stuff. that we can make sure that we keep forging ahead and whatever it is we're trying to do. It's not all about entrepreneurship. It's about whatever we're trying mm. to do that we let nothing or nobody prevent us from becoming who we've been blessed to become, whatever yes. that is for you. And so, um, yes, I'm, I'm glad you brought up my book, As My Leaders Go, So Do I, but I had no idea how it was going to turn into other things, but it was some healing for me. Yeah. Know, assurances for me that you got this. You and I, I completely agree with you when it comes down to the mentor uh, aspect of it. Um, you know, like I said, I have been following you for a while. Um, and some, a lot of times, like I have a few people that I follow, I, I watch what they do because, again, you have to mimic the people that, you know, you want to model your business, your, you know, yourself after, and you see those type of things. And uh, to be able to see that book and hear you talk about like those intimate moments and some of the most vulnerable moments, I was, I was shocked because I have a hard time like just talking about stuff to people, but to, for that, you know, it also allowed people to gravitate towards you as well. And I think that was one component of it that, um, that really, you know, it, it, it sat with me for a while and it made me, you know, think about a little bit further about how you leverage that in business. Well, how do you leverage that in just relationships in general, but, you know, in business and building relationships in business, realizing that relationships and business are, they're still relationships. They're still relationships. Today. Yeah. And, yes. and I like how you connected it back to the prime and the sub relationship. Sometimes you go through a bad breakup right sometimes he ain't no good like, they just not sometimes they ain't good and <laughs> you know the thing is it, it's it comes down back to that conversation of you know and this is of course um saying in business but do you still even after this bad situation do you still believe in love like yes. how do you move I still forward? desire marriage yeah i still desire marriage. and he's gonna be a blessed brother you know what i'm saying, right. I'm saying? <laughs> I'm getting my game on. I don't need you for your money, but I do need a man in my life. Yeah. And way too many women say that junk, right? I'm going to call it what it is. You know, you don't need a man. Um, yeah, you do. Okay. But nonetheless, you know, uh, whether it's a brother or uncle, whatever the case may be, it's good to have a man in your life. And right now, the men that are in my life are not my husbands. 
Like my husband, I, I'm, I'm trying to get three, four. Me and my husband, this girl. Let me let me do it like they like to do it, right? <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you, you using plurals. <laughs> you know, in Nigeria is where they said, you know, as long as you can pay for them, you can have them, okay? But oh. you know, not as a woman. Amazing story, but it's true. Nonetheless, yeah. you know, I have my pastor in my life. I have uh, an assistant pastor. It's like a big brother that's in my life, you know. I have other male veterans that, you know, I can depend upon. So, you know, um, the good news is that I have not allowed that incident to ever affect the fact that I really do desire still to be married. I expect yeah. the covering that comes from being with a husband uh, to ensure certain things because, you know, to be a little more transparent, which you already said I am, which I am. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we are women that's in business, right? Looking at you. We are women that's in business. We happen to be also an African-American woman. There are things that we deal with that everybody else does not. I know what it is to walk into a room and they assume that I worked there and inquired about the bathroom and the Coke products. And I had to tell them, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't work here. Oh, oh. I got to put my arm out and go, my, I'm Lori Sales President, CEO, whatever. You know, they didn't look anything like me, mm -hmm. right? They weren't the same sex as me, but their assumption of my presence was that I was there to help. Yeah. But I wasn't like them. I wasn't equal to them. Um, and, and I know what it is to sit in my conference room in this office, which means it's my house, right? Because it's my office. To be disrespected, unbeknownst, I believe to them. And I do want to believe in some cases that's just ignorance, right? That they don't mm -hmm. even realize they're doing. But I'm sitting there across from the presidency of another company. They got their team. I got my team. And all of the conversation is going on with the eye contact over here, as if I'm not sitting here. And at some point, you know, you got to sit back and just say, I, I, I'm absorbing it. I'm going, hmm. Then I'll ask a question, blah, 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 blah. And the response will still be them looking over here. And, you know, and I guess at some point, I'd be wanting to do this, you know, like with the flags or something. Hello, in case none of y'all know it, let me tell you something. The only person making the decision at this table, or wasn't that I'm gonna work with you? Mm. So you can sit here and talk to my boys all day. And they can come back and tell me, Lord, I think they're the greatest company. And I look at them and go, I'm not working with them. If I can't get no respect in my house, mm. that I'm the person that they need to be talking to, especially if I ask a question, I expect you to respond to me, not to somebody else at the table, right? Then I don't think we can do no business together because they're not starting off too good. And I've had it happen. And one company I chose to work with because they were bringing work to us. And sadly, you know, we don't have the best relationship, but we're making money together. But we should have really, for me, I'm stability management solutions. You know, I don't have to like you. We just have to be respectful to each other. And that's the point that and I feel like money. we need to exactly. elaborate a lot more on. We don't exactly. gotta be friends. We, we can compliment each other. Government wants. Federal government we, wants that. As business owners, we don't need that. I yeah, we don't gotta be friends, but we gonna get paid. Like <laughs> we gonna get paid, and we gonna be fair about it, right? Yeah, my that that is my point. I think that's a conversation that we need to have more of. Like in business, we think we have to be, you know, not that we gotta be friends with everybody. Like, of course, you want a really nice, working, cordial relationship. Absolutely, yeah, you want a mutual lovely. respect across the board. You know, we want all of this, but at the end of the day, I don't care if you like oh, me. Girl. I don't care if you I don't care if you don't want to talk to me, like talk talk to my employee. Like they'll relate to me and whatever. 
Like, I don't got time for all of that. Like, as yeah. long as that chat gonna clear, baby. <laughs> you on, ain't got to worry about me. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know. Like, and we can look for more work together. Because I ain't trying to be your friend, but we can't <laughs> get this money. Right. That's money. the conversation I'm telling. So, <laughs> As y'all call it coins, I love okay. it. Let's get these coins. Right. The coins, the government coins. They were to came off I'm over here talking and shaking my head. Um, <laughs> we do have some questions in the chat yeah. though that I want to kind of get to uh just before we hop off. So someone asked, how did you uh they're asking about how did you go after micro purchases? or any SAP opportunities that weren't advertised on SAM. So how did you go about finding those? And they'll yeah. probably end up going back to those relationships, but. Yeah, well, actually there was, it was on SAM. There's a, now this is the old SAM. I must admit, yeah. since I've I'll grown, say. since the new SAM I've grown, so guess who don't have to go in the SAM present CEO. But back then that was my space. Mm -hmm. It was a synopsis, S-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S. -S. Some people say synopsis, I've heard synopsis. Whatever. That is the, the, the simplified acquisition. So you want to check that box. If that's still what exists today on SAM for looking for opportunities, you want to check that box. It's not SAM anymore, matter of fact. What is it called? No, it's SAM.gov now. Oh, okay. okay. So that, okay. It yeah. used to be FedBizOps. That's what okay. it used to be called, FedBizOps, but it's just SAM.gov now. Okay. Because I know the name changed. So whatever the current system is that the government's offering for you to look up opportunities, look for that word and check that box. Just like you can check the box for woman on, you can check the box for, you know, hub zone, you know, make sure you check that box so you get those types of announcements to choose from. That, that was, that was where, that's how I found it. That's exactly right. how I found it. Okay. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on that because I'm looking at the website right now. That's the only reason. But once you search, what she's speaking about is like once you find, uh, once you search for some opportunities, you can narrow it down in that left-hand column by, you know, federal organization. You can narrow it down by the government agencies you want to work with, the dates, the notice type. The notice type is what Lori's speaking to. What type of notice is yes. it? Whether it's a yes. source of salt, pre-solicitation. Uh, synopsis is combined synopsis or whatever the case you can search opportunities by set aside uh, you can you know narrow it down whether it's woman-owned service disabled veteran-owned 8a and then you can also narrow it down by place of location so that's the one that I always do again like I know for this I'm only going to work in Florida this is it I'm only licensed is this in Florida that's what I'm going to do so Understood. you can really narrow down those opportunities, the, the way that you want to see this information in sam.gov. So again, she told you right there, try to leverage it that way. Uh, another question we had was someone says, are you only focusing on federal at this point? And did you ever target state and local uh, state or county government contracts? Why or why not? Yes, we have. If not, why state, not? <laughs> yeah, we have some state and local. In the state of Maryland, for example, is how it happened. They have a percentage that they'll apply. It's very small, but it's still a percentage that's applied to many of their contracts for service disabled veteran owned small businesses. And the state of Maryland will actually go to the VA page, that uh, vet biz page, to confirm whether or not your company is a certified or verified service disabled veteran owned small business. And so now the small businesses or whatever company, they can be mid tier or large here in Maryland, if they're looking at an opportunity and it requires to have a veteran affiliated, if they needed help in the training, for example, we got a contract, 
and we're working with a, another larger firm that brought us on solely because we're veterans. The phone rang, email, or whatever, looking for us because they have to add that as a requirement to submit the proposal. So we are in the state as well as the county. Uh, and most of that has happened because of the veterans thing. However, being in part of the 8A program, right now our focus is not to market to anybody other than the federal government. Why? I'm going on with the weather. No, Why? I saw because, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I got the nine-year window that I'm operating with them. At this point, they gave us 10 years due to COVID. They gave mm -hmm. us an extra year. But nonetheless, I have a window I'm operating with them. So to be having focus on commercial work that's not subcontract or anything outside of the federal government space would not be a, a good strategy. Because yeah. before I know it, those nine years will be up. And now I mm -hmm. better be looking at everything that's out there. Absolutely. So I hope y'all heard that. Now that she's yeah. a part of the 8A, she is focusing primarily on federal contracting opportunities for the next nine years. Actually, well, for I, I the duration five, of the program. Yeah. You got another five years? Okay. Mm -hmm. So for the next five years, that's what she'll be focusing on. And strategically, that's what you want to do. Like, it's no point to be a part of this program if you're going to be doing any and everything under the sun. You want to be <laughs> in it and you want to be taking advantage of it full time, like full term. Nice. Um, someone said, oh, okay. So, yeah, you answered the question about um, state and local contracting opportunities. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that is it. If anybody else had any more questions, drop it in the chat. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much, Laura, for oh, being here. Welcome. Any parting words? Oh, go ahead. Advocacy. Do not yes. not participate in knowing what's going on with government contracting on the Hill, mm. specifically with your senators that you know of your state of where you are, because yeah. you want to become known to your politicians mm. in your state, whether it's the senator, the governor. Whenever they have events and they're talking to entrepreneurs, make sure you put your face in the place because you yeah. are a business that are bringing tax money into that right. area, you know. Um, so make sure that you do your part there too and, and acknowledge it and let them know who you are. Yes, that's a good point. We had someone bring it up last time, like mm -hmm. it's necessary to be involved in some of the political aspects of you know, being a business owner. So, yeah, that's good. Thank this you so much, Lord, for coming. Thank you for sharing. If there is, again, anything that we can do uh, to be able to support you, anything that I could do, uh, let me know. I'll be reaching out to you after this so we can definitely have a conversation because I'm looking forward to, you know, just learning more, speaking more, and seeing how we can support one another in this space. Yes. So, again... Thank you so much. And that is it. That's a wrap for this. Thank you to Hi, everyone everybody. who stopped by. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who stopped by and joined. We really appreciate all the love, all the support, all the questions. Listen, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel every week, every Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are bringing you someone with some knowledge, some information, whether it's a business owner uh, who's been in this space, experienced in this space, or someone from a government agency bringing you information directly from the organization. We are doing this. So make sure you are tuning in and I will see you all in.
what next week next week all right peace hey.